0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Daily Thread. Actually recorded an episode yesterday, but I realized I hit something on my little mixer over here, and the sound came out really not good. Hopefully, today's a little bit better. Hopefully. So, so far, it sounds
1: good. So far, yeah.
0: So far, so good. You're 18
1: seconds in, and so far, all systems go. It's like what that, uh, it's like the rocket that, uh, what's his name, Elon Musk fired up uh weeks yeah. ago it exploded but it was a big success you know why it was a big success
0: speaking yeah. it was a big
1: success because it didn't it exploded after four minutes instead of after two minutes
0: listen that's a big muster right there
1: no remember Sometimes. israel israel was trying to land the spaceship a few years ago on the moon uh but it yeah. when it was trying to land it crashed i don't know if you remember that they lost, they lost
0: how, how long uh, three, ago?
1: maybe three years ago maybe four years ago Because time flies the the spaceship, you know, there were even Netanyahu. Bibi Netanyahu was uh, maybe it was longer because he was prime minister. He was in the space center in yeah. Israel, and the aircraft was making a landing on the moon. And they lost contact with the aircraft, and uh, really? it, it crashed and it went black. But he said he declared a victory. You know what he said? There's an Israeli fl- there's That's an right. Israeli flag on the moon. Hey, so listen, listen. Ain't that you, could, right? you could turn yeah. anything these days. You could turn any. The most the worst extreme, abysmal failure, you can
0: turn into a success. 100%. So it's a funny. We have a few stories that I want to get to today, which some of which we discussed yesterday but didn't really end up making it. To the okay. Um, but first, I, I want to start off with something that we didn't really speak about yesterday, which is Elon Musk. Um, mm-hmm. He He had an interview and he was asked about tweet saying george soros reminds him of magneto who's magneto by the way? uh you know i, I, you I, know, I, I don't
1: know i, I guess he, he might be some kind of a fictional maybe a comic but they want you want to google it take a look uh, i'll wait for you
0: uh, yeah. i i don't uh, who is magneto? i don't know okay magneto magneto is i think he it's from marvel uh, that's, that's comic um, book
1: I, I don't bother with that stuff he's,
0: yeah he's a character appearing in american comic books published by marvel commonly in association with the x-men uh yeah. mm-hmm. character is a powerful it's a powerful mutant all right <laughs> basically listen, a bad guy listen,
1: you know so let, let's
0: let's cut to the tape yeah. let's cut to the tape and let's see what let's see what elon had to say elon you 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 tweeted
2: this thing about george soros well i'm looking for it because i want to make sure i quote it properly but i mean you know what you wrote but you basically, I said it reminds me of my which It's like, you know, calm down, people. This is not, like, made a federal like a well, case s- out of it. You also, not, You said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization, and Soros hates humanity. Like, when you do something like that, do you yeah, think Yeah, I think about, that's true. That's my opinion. Okay, but why share it? Why share it? Especially, because, I mean, why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you? Um... Why not just say hey, I think this. You can tell me, we can talk about it over there, you can tell your friends, but why share it widely? I mean, uh, I, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say what I want. You wanted. absolutely are. I understand why you do because you have to know it's got a there it puts you in a in the middle of a the partisan divide in the country. It makes you a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, do you like that? I, you know people today saying he's an anti-semite I don't think you are no I'm definitely I'm, I'm like, like I'm like a pro-semite <laughs> if anything <laughs> I I believe that probably is the case yes. but why would you even introduce the idea then? <laughs> that that would be the case I, <laughs> I, I mean it looks we, we don't want to make this a, a George Soros interview no um, god no I don't, so, I don't want to uh, but I'm what I'm trying even came up though in the annual meeting I mean you know do your tweets hurt the company? Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and I know it because he shares so much of it?
0: Yeah, the is a, a little choppy, but something that he responded is um, Elon Musk said that if I'm going to lose money because of these views, and so be it. I'll say what I want to say, and if the consequence <sighs> of that is losing money, then I'll lose money. I don't know. I don't know if that instills a lot of confidence in in Tesla's um, investors. Nah, he, because, uh, you
1: know, you they, know people that drive Teslas. Do they care who's manufacturing the Tesla? Are they driving a Tesla because of a political philosophy of the person who owns the uh, the company? It's ridiculous. When you go to a supermarket, whether it's uh, Stop and Shop or Evergreen or uh, or or whatever 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 supermarket you happen to go to, are you not going to buy something because you know that the checkout guy or the store manager is a guy that uh, doesn't treat his uh, his wife right or doesn't take care of so. the? I
0: think are you not going to shop there? Are you not going to shop there because of that? I I think there are there are examples of stores where things have come out of owners if if they didn't behave properly that they lost business because uh, of it. I are, I are, you be so. about, well, are you
1: talking about cashiers? You talking about? Are you talking about? My. We're talking about if a guy drives, a, let's say, guy drives a BMW, which was Bavarian Motor Works, which was a car. A lot of people won't. Well, a lot of people to this day won't drive German cars because they don't want to patronize Germany that created the Nazis that killed so many Jews.
0: By the way, what's what's with that? People, what's with uh, that? We grew up that we we don't drive German cars. So That's right. You know, our grandmother was in the Holocaust. That's right. We don't drive, but. There are a lot of Jews that drive German you know cars what? And every time we
1: see it, it, it to this day, uh, it catches my attention, and I wonder to myself, what's up with that? Now, that's everywhere except in Israel. In Israel, you see a lot of Mercedes-Benz because as part of the uh, compensation for murdering so many Jews. Germany has donated or sold to Israel at a very, very low price, a lot of cars. That's why –
0: Is that true? No, I'm
1: making it up right now. I'm making it up right now. Yes, of course it's true. That's why there are so many Mercedes-Benz, because it's an outgrowth of the fact that, tragically, unfortunately, Germany is responsible for the murder of millions of Jews at that time of, uh, you know, a, a, a large, a large proportion of the Jewish population. And part of the compensation and the relationship between Germany and modern-day Israel since 1948 is is uh, is those cards. So you see, you learn something. You okay, learned learn something today, even though your sister.
0: I learned something. Even
1: though your day. sister wrote an article in tomorrow's Five Towns Jewish Times that said you didn't like going to school, and that you didn't go. To, I did. not like going to classes. And you didn't did. go like going to classes. That's what she wrote. But you managed. But yeah, <laughs> but you you managed to use your creative energy and turned uh, your your marketing skills and your social media skills into into a success, uh, something that's growing without any. Uh, running without a limit around the world. So that's what she was trying
0: to say. Thank God. So now you you don't have to to read the
1: story. I just told you what the story is about.
0: Appreciate it. I want to get to the main story I want to talk about today. And this is about Noah Carell, who took third place in the Eurovision competition. Um, And this is the story tweeted by Shmuel Reichman, which went viral on Mm -hmm. Twitter. But this story has been making its rounds Mm -hmm. like crazy. Okay, so it goes like this. You never know who you're sitting next to. Uh, Israel's Noah Carell, who took third place in last night's Eurovision with her song, Unicorn. On her way back to Israel, she was sitting next to Avyosetzi Ramon. Ramon couldn't understand why all of the airplane screen said in Hebrew, Congratulations, Noah, we are proud of you. So he turned to the person sitting next to him and asked, Do you know who Noah is? <laughs> Coincidentally, the person he turned yeah. to was Noah Carell. Yeah. She replied, It's me. He asked her, What did you do that everyone is so yeah. proud of? She replied, well, I, I placed in third third place in last night's Eurovision. Rav Ramon congratulated her and then asked her what her name was. She was shocked that he didn't even know who she was, and she told him her name. Her mother, who was sitting next to her, then spoke up and revealed that their grandfather was a rabbi who is also a Sefer Stam. Uh, Noah Carell told Rav Ramon that that morning of Eurovision, she recited Berch Zashachar, and she also kept her cell phone off for the entirety of Shabbos. She then asked Rav Ramon what he does for a living. The Rav replied that he's the rabbi of Gush. And he said, if you're ever, if you have any, any questions, you're always welcome to come reach out sure. to me. Noah, Noah was shocked and noticeably moved by this gesture. She took his number and then the selfie with him and sent it to Rav Ramon. Rav Ramon shared the story and the selfie in his family WhatsApp group saying it was a shame his daughters weren't there to meet, meet her themselves. Cause it sounds like maybe they were yeah, fans. Was sure. one of the daughter's friends. Uh, yeah, the picture will be. I'll put it on the screen. One of the daughter's friends heard the story and took a picture of the picture and shared it, and the story went viral. So that is the story about a superstar and a rabbi sitting next to each other on a plane, both having no idea who each other are. And that is just that is just good, feel good, wholesome. Nice, uh,
1: nice, nice. for brought this uh, story. You know, um, you never know who you sit next to on a plane, especially. Um, I'm assuming it was an El Al plane. That was a flying down. I don't, know. I don't actually. It doesn't look like it. You think where? It was? where I don't. know. Noise? You have any clue where Eurovision took place? Where was it? What did it take place? Where are
0: they flying from? We don't know. Um, Do you, you want to take? No, I backs? have no
1: idea. I don't know if there it was somewhere in Europe. I don't know.
0: It's... Drum roll, please! It took place in Liverpool, oh, Liverpool, in England. England. You no, know
1: comes from Liverpool,
0: England. Ooh.
1: The Beatles. Oh, very
0: you, ever of, you, very you ever heard? You ever heard of the Beatles? <laughs> No, I, I is that a bug?
1: Oh, you heard of the Beatles. Come on. You heard yeah, of the Beatles. And, you know, can you name the four Beatles that were in the group?
0: Um, uh, Paul, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is one, yes, yes. Ringo Starr. Wright, a drummer, yes.
1: John Wright, Lennon. Very good,
0: very good. One more.
1: I don't know. The George Harrison. <laughs>
0: I don't I think most people don't know George Ringo. Well, I Jr. think
1: I you know what, your listeners and your viewers all know who the Beatles are, they're not going to admit it. That's the difference.
0: You really think yeah. so? You really yeah, think so? They all so? know who the Beatles are,
1: you know. As a matter of fact, there was a, a the the a couple of popes ago there was a Pope John Paul. I always thought that they should be called be called Pope John Paul George Ringo. I thought that would be more uh, more appropriate. It's a good joke. Yeah, it was it it, it was <laughs> ten years ago. It's not such a good joke anymore today. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. Before we go ahead to our next topic about Yomi Richelime, I want to say that uh, next Tuesday, May 23rd, I will be in Eastern Parkway. I hope you will too. It is going to be a party. It's a Siam Harambam uh, in Crown Heights. Benny Freeman, Alvin Fried, Ellie Marcus, the Yingerlich Choir. It's going to be an amazing event. Um, I can't wait to be there. Men, women, children. I think they said they're expecting 10,000 people. Wow. They closed off the whole street for it. it it's It's a massive, massive party. Um, so I'm gonna be there. You know, our roots are in Chabad. Right. I know that's your old stomp That's your old stomping I grounds. I've there many, many <laughs>
1: Shabbatim for a very, very long time. I can tell you everything about the ins and outs and the nooks and crannies of Eastern Parkway at 770. And uh, what can I tell you? When I, it's an understatement to say those were the good old days.
0: So the, you're, you're saying those were the good old days. Those were the
1: good old days, and you know what? These are the good old days too.
0: Yeah, I hear you. So let's talk a little bit about Yom um before we wrap up this episode.
1: Okay, so, you know, uh, Friday is the 28th of the year. It's a very exciting time. It's an exciting time to live through mm-hmm. as a, uh, really, as a, I think it was about, about, around my bar mitzvah time, uh, uh, my bar mitzvah year. Uh, and um, what, what can I tell you other than the fact that there was a six-day war, a war mm-hmm. broke out, and, um, you yeah. know, all those years, uh, uh, you know, my parents, your grandparents, they started traveling there at Jisrael every year back in 1963. I remember one year my father was like taking, you know, movies, pre-video days. He liked taking movies of his trips. And he came back. Someone took him up to a school building where if you lean out the window and someone held on to you so you don't fall, you were able to catch a glimpse of the horror Okay. And he was able mm-hmm. to film that. And he came home, and he was so excited. He had to develop the film. We got to sit down in the dining room, and my father would take out the projector and the screen. Half the time, it didn't work. We didn't know what to do. And then he fixed it, and he showed the, the film, and you saw a little bit of glimpse of the Harbaith. But anyway, a few years later, 1967, in the Six-Day War on the 28th day of Ir, which was this Friday, uh, the Israeli army broke through to the eastern part of Yerushalayim, the old city, which was occupied by Jordan and uh and unified Jerusalem and became a Jewish capital. Do you think
0: that there's a? Do you think that in the time of your father growing up, now him having been in Israel many times before, they had access? Just a few years. A few the, years, not not a lot. Yeah,
1: he started going in. He started lot, going in sixty-three. So
0: oh, sixty-three. So sixty-three to sixty-seven. Four yeah. years mm-hmm. where you couldn't. What was the what was the access like to the coastal at that point? It was, it was very minimal. no it
1: was zero. It was zero. Wasn't there a Jew? Wasn't
0: there like a Kata? Yeah, no. Th- this was after sixty-seven. Before,
1: before Israel was founded in nineteen forty-eight, you the, the Jews were allowed to go to what, what was what was the kotel in those days, not the way they go today. Yeah. But you have to understand, the Arabs built homes; they built houses right up to the kotel, right that whole plaza today. Really? So they
0: those were Arabs. They, they
1: didn't. They didn't respect it. They didn't regard it as anything holy. Yeah, the, uh, and when after Israel captured the city in '67, they started the whole rebuilding, which, which which took decades. So no, you had there was zero access uh, to the Kotel from 1948 to 1967.
0: So do you think that uh, someone like your father, who had experienced having not having it and having it? There's a a greater appreciation and maybe the, our generation could take it for granted that we just get off of a plane, we walk ourselves to the Kaisel, we Gavin there and we we walk away. That wasn't I mean like that wasn't a case. I don't know case. you
1: know that's a that's a long conversation. I have to tell you that uh, you know when when we go to Israel, you go to Israel, you know there isn't you don't miss an opportunity, you know, if you don't go to Davin in the morning, there, So you go Friday night for sure, Shabbos for sure, Shabbos afternoon for Menchel Meir. But I know people that live there. And you ask them when the last time they were by the hotel yeah. by Keva Rochel, They like, say, I think I was by the hotel uh, two years ago, and uh, I was uh, by Keva Rochel about uh, six months ago. Well,
0: uh, so people really. I think you have to go once a month to the Kaisal unless you have to. Then you have to tear Korea. No, is that not I don't know.
1: I don't know. But two of your cousins from Israel are here. They're staying here in the house for the last few days. Yeah. And uh, you know, where do you think they're going? That's what they do every day. They went to the nine eleven. They wanted to see nine eleven. They wanted to see the. C-
0: the no yeah. Way. They went
1: to the memorial. They went to. I just took the Staten Island ferry. They went to get a, a ferry ride. You took a ferry ride. Really? You ever take a ferry ride, from Staten I've, Island?
0: I've never. Never been. Have you been to
1: the nine eleven museum? No, I don't think so. I have?
0: Have. I have. I have. I had. I mean, one second. You're talking about. In, you're talking about where the yeah, towers Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, there's a whole there's yeah, a memorial there. there now. I've
1: been there. I've been okay. There. I, I. Yeah, I passed there. by, but I don't think I uh, ever went there as as
0: a visitor. Yeah, but what you're talking about is the the, the castle is a is a. It's it's the closest we can get to what we had in the base of Migdash. That's a spiritual site. It's where we go to daven. It's not just a nine eleven museum. It's not it's not the Staten Island Ferry. There's a big difference.
1: Well, the point is, I'm telling you that when people don't live someplace and people are visiting someplace for a short time, their order of priority uh, of places to visit is different than when you're there every single day. And uh, if you ask your cousins, if you ask your cousins in in Israel, when's the last time they were in Jerusalem? They don't all live in Yerushalayim. They live in Ashtod, they live in Ashkelon, right. they live in Modi'in. It's one time last time they were in Yerushalayim. Anyway, but it, it's Yerushalayim. Listen, I
0: know, I'm not I'm not going to judge because I don't live there and I don't know what it would be like if I did live there. Um, I, I don't know. It's like how often have I been to – how often am I in uh, – how often do I go to the oil in Queens? How often do you go to the isle in Queens? 25 uh, 25 30 minutes away yeah. from me. Yeah. I'm not comparing. There, not comparing I'll tell the I I was
1: there. I was there the day my mother's yard side for the Amadare and one of the minyanim. So that was the 28th of Adur. So it was about 2 months ago I was there. And before that? Um, I don't know. Not not years. It wasn't <laughs> years. You know, no I don't think anybody living you know, in Israel
0: I, doesn't go to the Kaiser for years. I go years. there,
1: I go there Tishabov usually you know, to the, to the ohel, it's a long day, you know, in the cemetery. So, you know, my grandparents are there. Um, I have my aunts and uncles are there. Um, you know, so, uh, I, I can't say that it's years, but anyway, I wanted to say that, um, uh, that is coming up to Yom Yerushalayim. A lot of people, are they got the same conversation you had about Yom Yerushalayim. A lot of people say, I
0: on Yom Yerushalayim. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: So I don't know, I don't know where you're davening, where you live, but it uh, depends where you're going to go.
0: Uh, I think – you know what? I think maybe we'll have Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg come on uh, on this podcast. Tomorrow. and We'll discuss sort of the hal- halachic perspective and the different types of you know, diverse <laughs> amount of Jews who observe Yom Yerushalayim, who don't observe what they do, what they don't do. But anyways, that's our show for today. Main story being about Noah Carell, incredible story, um, brought this. So hope you enjoyed this episode of Daily Thread. Stay tuned for one more coming your way tomorrow, and uh, we can't wait to see you next time.